Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the 5.5 Podcast. We're going to get started here in a minute, but before we do, if you're like me and you hear this song, it can only mean one thing. Baseball is upon us. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, opening day is finally here. And our pals over at the Kept Faith are hosting a live hang with the golden age of Padres podcast after the game. You're not going to want to miss it. 5.30 p.m. at Bay City Brewing by the Sports Arena. Everyone's going to be there, and we want you to be there, too. The Kept Faith Podcast with Nick, Dallas, and Travis, they'll be there. Brady Phelps and Rick Romero from the Zero Chance Pod, they'll be there as well. Uh, James Patrick from the East Village Times Podcast, they'll be there. Also attending uh, Craig Elson and maybe John Gennaro from the Make the Padres Great Again podcast. They'll be there as well. Not too sure about John. Uh, His wife just had a baby, so hey, maybe shows up, maybe not. Also, hey, Dave Palais and Jeff Dotset, the infamous Dave and Jeff podcast. You ever heard of those guys? Yeah, they won't be there. But uh, word on the street is that the new morning show, Ben and Woods from the Mighty 1090, will be there, as well as the man, the myth, the Dan Cilio torching legend, Darren Smith, will be there as well. And, oh yeah, Danny and I will be there too if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, guys, come on out. It's going to be such a great time. There'll be food truck for all of us Padre meet Twitter heads. Uh, there's going to be a cool raffle for you to win some prizes. If all that wasn't enough, Bobby Cressy and his organ trio will be there performing live. It's going to be insane. Don't miss the event. Again, that's this Thursday, 5.30 p.m., right after opening day. That's Bay City Brewing, 3760 Hancock Street. Come on out. Let's drink some beers, shake some hands, and bump some nuts. We'll see you all there. Here we go. I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Gwynn waiting to pitch. There's a drive, right center field, base hit, and there it is! Oh, doctor! You can hang a star on that, baby! A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn, number 3,000! And welcome back, everybody, to the final spring training episode of the 5.5 Podcast. Finally! Finally! I am your host and apparent LGBT uh, community hater, Danny Ortiz, alongside Eric Labou. Welcome back, Eric. Hey, how did your audition for the machine go? Oh, uh, it went uh, pretty well. I haven't gotten any calls yet, at least not from the people I want calls from. So Shocking. Yes, incredibly shocking. But uh, maybe if I make some other inappropriate jokes, I'll get hired eventually. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, thanks. Anyways, uh, moving on, uh, we want to start you off with uh, an announcement. Uh, Eric has been working behind the scenes with John Conniff of Mad Friars. Uh, to come to an agreement where he's actually going to loan out Kevin Charity on a weekly basis, and we're going to have a weekly uh, prospect feature featuring Matt Fryer's rider and 5.5 regular Kevin Charity. So um, we'll have him on weekly. We'll showcase a couple of prospects, uh, get his insight and Matt Fryer's insight on what's going on down on the farm. And uh, as Eric told me right before we came on air, we are bringing back our Twitter Q&A feature as well. Yes, so a couple things there that uh, Danny brought up is, yeah, we were starting... We, we Towards the end of last season, we were talking about it, about how we got away from talking about the prospects. So we are talking about down on the farm throughout the whole season, throughout the whole year because that's that's really what a lot of our focus is on, is the farm system. Let's be honest. There's nothing on the major league roster uh, that's really much worth the lick. Yeah. I mean, the, the minor leagues is where it's at, and no one no one covers, covers it better than madfriars.com. So check them out, madfriars.com. New website is up. Go ahead and subscribe. 
Uh, tell them the, the 5.5 podcast sent you. And you'll get $5.5 added on to your subscription. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you won't get shit, but let them know you heard it here and uh, you wanted to subscribe. Uh, if you guys check out their website, if you do subscribe, they were out there in Peoria this last week. And David J. every day uh, would post – oh, I just rhymed. Uh, he would post camp, <laughs> camp notes on what they, what they saw every day, and they were great. They were great. And we found out that, hey, we didn't see these miners' kids throwing because we showed up way too late. So learn something new every day. I guess we need to get there at 830 now. Yeah, I'm not waking up that early. Me neither. But, yeah, so those guys, they're on the ground. They're there. Um, they're watching the games a lot more closely than any of us are. Uh, you so know what we'll else have... we learned is that we should probably have gone the same week we went last year. True, true, very true. So, yeah, we'll have Kevin on once a week. Um, hopefully... I mean, no offense, Kevin, but hey, maybe sometimes we'll get David J. Yeah, <laughs> or get the Overlord on. Yeah, maybe we'll get Conniff on. Or uh, I'm actually I'm a big Marcus Pond guy, so I'd love to have him on too. Especially if we have any breaking Tirso or Nellis. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. So yes, there is that. We will bring back the Padre Twitter segment. Uh, in no way, shape, or form does that replace the Padre Twitter podcast, which we are recording later tonight. That's a plug. You can find it at AmericasFinestDigital.com. Anyways, uh, we are bringing that back um, so you guys can talk shit to each other. You guys can ask us questions. Uh, Primarily uh, for questions. Keep the shit talking for the Twitter podcast. True. This is going to be for questions uh, for Eric and I, and then especially Kevin. Cause, Xvideos.com or Pornhub. <laughs> is prob- probably we'll go that Actually, route. Actually, uh, PornTrex. PornTrex.com, guys. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, anyways, if you guys heard the announcement at the beginning of the show, the... Kept Faith is hosting their live hang with the Golden Age of Padre podcast. So we want everyone to show up there on Thursday. And what Danny and I wanted to do in particular is kind of do a little bit of a contest. Basically, we want to buy you guys beer. So there are people that retweet our shows every week, and we appreciate it. So what we want to do is if you're listening right now, go on to Twitter where I posted the show at MiserableSDFan. Retweet the link. And what we're going to do is we're going to take everyone who retweeted the link for our show this week we're going to put them in a hat. We're going to draw two names. If you're at the live meetup, Danny and I are both going to buy you a beer. That's yes, right. Danny is going to buy a beer. One beer each. Mr. Single Dad. So retweet this show. Uh, if your name is picked, we'll buy a beer, and uh, let's let's uh, drink some beers together. Absolutely. Um, moving on. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up again. <laughs> you uh, okay over there? I'm fine, thank you. All right. I'm still, uh, my, heart, my heart still aches from that F-bomb I dropped last yeah, week. Yeah, let's move on. Let's just not mention that again. <laughs> let's not. Um... Speaking of heartbreaking, uh, Lamette is injured. He was yanked from his final spring training start. Uh, with He's some... fine, though. No structural damage. We're good. We shall see. Um, and, and I'm going to touch on something that happened to us last year with this garbage. But anyways, he was yanked from his final pr- spring training start uh, with some uh, elbow soreness. According to insider Bob Scanlon, he woke up the next morning and uh, his elbow felt great. I believe he jerked off and everything was fine. <laughs> So he was ready to throw. So the Padres uh, and uh, Preller and whatnot um, are holding off on an MRI for reasons unbeknownst to any of us, but are holding off on an MRI, hoping for just some tendon issues, uh, some muscle soreness, and yada, yada, yada. Let's be honest here. He probably needs Tomas Juan. He probably does. (laughs) My thing is, what does an MRI hurt? Exactly. It's it's not an invasive procedure. It's not, and now it might be inconclusive, but uh, who said? I think it was Marver. Marver said something about getting more information. It's just like oh, a yeah. step. Yeah. Oh, the oh, credit Marver's, score. Yeah. The credit score one. That Marver's one killing it on Twitter. <laughs> Marver's killing it on Twitter. And look, none of us are medical doctors. None of us are. Okay. We don't play one on TV. We don't. And none of us. Neither one of us stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> <laughs> I but, stayed at a Meltel Six Friday night. Does that count? But at the end of the day, 
it doesn't hurt to give him a fucking MRI. No, I look at it statistically, right? Like, I'm a data guy. I'm a stats guy. So I ask a question, and then I gather a bunch of different stats to give me as much information as I can. That's what an MRI is, right? You send him to the trainer. What's the trainer say, okay? You send him to the specialist. What's the specialist say, okay? You got the MRI. Here's what the MRI is telling you. You gather all the info you can to give you the most balanced opinion on what's going on, and then you make a decision. They're just like, oh, he felt good. That's fine. He stroked one out the next morning. He's fine. Well, I'm throw a bullpen next week. He'll be back in May. Yeah, and maybe that flies back in the 30s when Leisure Fryer is your ace, <laughs> but that doesn't fly anymore. No, it, it doesn't. You have all this technology. Use it. I agree 100%. Use it. You know, I, the thing is they're sitting there like, oh, well, you know, it's too swollen, so we don't know for sure, but there's no structural damage. One, how can you tell there's no structural damage? It's swollen. If, <laughs> if it's swollen. Exactly. And what, is, what does a doctor do? Feel it with his thumb down his elbow? Oh, well, you're fine. Go out there. Maybe he went to Kaiser because, you know, our, <laughs> our elbows are pretty thrashed from our uh, mediocre... Uh, throwing amateur wise right yeah they so, are so i went to kaiser and told him hey my elbow hurts and the guy literally took my elbow and said well i don't feel anything sliding so you don't have any torn ligaments <laughs> i'm like doesn't that just mean it's not dislocated wow so you went to the padre doctor <laughs> yeah i think so wow. dr quack dr quack there yeah. you go oh. i just i don't i i can't believe it dude about how they're just gonna say oh well it's fine and what that mainly reminded me of last year was anderson espinosa that's exactly what i was gonna say because remember last year i gave him the benefit of the doubt i said look this is their prize oh, and i I clowned yeah. you for it. Yeah, you absolutely, you eviscerated me. <laughs> Not like DS eviscerated uh, Cilio, but pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. But I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, look, this guy is their top prospect right now. And he was their top prospect. He's their prize piece. He's the biggest piece they got back in the trade deadline the year before. I can't believe that they're just going to keep letting him throw until he's hurt. Lo and fucking behold, he had Tommy John surgery. And it, now he's out even longer. He's out a year and a half. He's going to miss... What, uh, two full seasons now instead of just one? Yeah. Because they took too long to diagnose the injury. I get it. Sometimes it's hard. The thoracic outlet syndrome, that shit's hard. It's hard to diagnose that. I think it just kind of happens. Or sometimes you get Jake Peavy where he's misdiagnosed and he has some other injury that he had to take care of that he almost lost his career over. So I, I understand that. Do you think that maybe not performing an MRI could lead to a misdiagnosis? Yes. Is that too crazy to think? I don't believe in not using your resources that are handedly available to try to get a better idea of what's going on with a very prized possession. Because as much as I hope for Perdomo to pan out, the reality is he probably isn't. And if he is, he's like a five-starter, right? Lament has more upside than the entire rotation of the guys next in line. You know, And, I, and people might hate me for this, but I'm talking about Lucchese. I'm talking about Lauer. They got Erlin, obviously, and any other guy they might throw up to start. Other than like their legit top 10 prospects, Lament has more upside than anybody else right now that's currently... You know, getting an opportunity to start. It makes sense that they pull him and say, okay, you know, we're going to kind of baby him along. It doesn't make sense that you're not going to go as far out of your way as you can to figure out what's wrong with him to make sure that that valuable asset isn't put on the shelf for two years like their other one was. Maybe they can't afford an MRI after putting up that 13-inch flat screen up above the right field stands. <laughs> Maybe they just can't afford it. Is it, it really anymore. that bad? I don't know. It doesn't uh, look we'll, that We'll find great. out Thursday. At least it's a screen. Yeah. Or, I mean, at least it's a... You know, yeah. whatever. But I don't go to Petco Park to go look at the damn video boards anyways. How much is an MRI? Was it a grand? I don't know, guy. Two I have grand? health insurance. I don't pay for that shit. I pay $20. <laughs> okay, but let's say it, let's say it costs... What kind of country are you in? Let, let's, say it cost them a, let's say it cost them 1000 bucks. Lamette is easily your best pitcher that you have up there right now. I think he's, he's their number one. He's worth millions of dollars. 
Ah. And he's not worth in surplus value. He's worth millions of dollars. And you're not gonna. You're not. Hey, let's pay a thousand dollars and find out what the hell's happened. Here's an MRI. They probably no. have an MRI machine there. Exactly. <laughs> That's like sitting there and buying a brand new Tesla and putting liability coverage on it. Number one. Number they two. Just don't do it. These got the. They have the union. They have health insurance. It can't cost that much. If I'm a player. I'm sorry. I'm like, I want an MRI. I want one. And I want one right now. M- X-ray, MRI. I want to see a specialist. I do not want to miss a year. It can't. And the thing is, it can't be cost. I, and I know we're talking about cost jokingly, but it can't be cost. I mean, these guys are sitting there and with how much dead money they're eating, with how much they paid in the international market, it's definitely not cost. So why the, f- why aren't they doing an MRI? It makes I, no sense. I don't think, I just. It's it's purely negligence at this point. I think it just comes they down just to. They don't give a shit. Honestly, the only thing I can think of is that, not that they don't give a shit, I just don't think that they value what, and, it, and obviously they have more access to this stuff than we do, right? right. So they have trainers, they have health and you know medical uh, personnel on staff. Maybe an MRI, maybe we're led to believe because we're peons, right? It's kind of like when we used to think RBIs was the, was the end-all, be-all, and front office execs knew better. Maybe they view like MRIs like, yeah, it can tell you some stuff, but it's not as useful as the general public thinks. That's the only thing I can think of there where they think because they have so much access and exposure to it that they just think, you know, an MRI, it's, it, yeah, we could do it, but it's not really going to tell us anything. It's the only thing I can think of. Whether they're right or wrong, I have no idea. An MRI would be hundreds more accurate Hundred more times accurate than a doctor feeling it and saying, "That's nah, good." Yeah, or Lamette beating off and saying, "Okay, I'm good to go." Exactly. A <laughs> hundred times more efficient. I, I agree. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just trying to figure out what their line of thinking may be. So I, who knows? I just it makes no sense, man. And we can sit here and complain about it all day, but for the fact for them to just be like, "No, we're not going to do it," it really doesn't make any sense. And then you have people on Twitter. Oh wow, like our pal uh, Patrick Morgan at Uncle Pimo. He goes, "Oh wow, I didn't know there's so many doctors on Padres Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> Go chug down another Budweiser. Yeah, and get a job. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's irrational of us to request that your team performs a routine MRI on their top pitcher on their major league roster. Right Especially now. considering the injury history they had. Let's be honest here: Robbie and Tommy John survivor. Colin Ray, Tommy John survivor. Espinosa coming back from Tommy John. I don't count Paddock because I think. If you want a hot take, I think he was hurt when they traded us. When they traded him to us, we just didn't get him back because he said, fuck it, we want this guy. Yeah. But, you know, they have guys that have been in-house that have had all kinds. I mean, they've the Potters have been hit so hard with guys who had decent upside with Tommy John. It wrecked Corey Lubke's career. It did. I mean, just derailed him. I was a it, big believer in Lubke. I was a believer in Casey Kelly. Tommy John, he sucks now. I mean, who knows if he would have panned out, but that certainly didn't help. Um, Erland, I think, had Tommy John. I think Wheeland might have had Tommy John. I mean, Jesus Almighty! It has wrecked your your system for an extended period of time. It doesn't hurt. Whether or not it helps is to me, I, I don't know. But it doesn't hurt. If it, it if it doesn't hurt you, then it can't it can't do anything but help. At least give you some more info on what's going on. Let's just close our eyes and hope it gets better. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just sit there. I we'll did that for it. my marriage when I moved out, and uh, how'd that work out for yeah. me? I did that for my student loans. And yeah. Guess what? That didn't work either. <laughs> yeah, so I got garnished too, buddy. Have you seen the? Uh, you know that meme or the the gif that it's the role. Oh God, I love that the guy. Guys tapping his. I love that guy. Some dude on Twitter. I wish I remember who it was because I'd give him credit for it. But he's he posted that gif and he's like. You can't or you don't have to include a UCL damage in the medical report if you don't know about it. Because you know how the Padres are shady with their medical shit. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, that's very maybe good. Maybe that's what it is. I doubt it. I, I honestly doubt it. I just think some maybe they're just inept. 
I, just, I can't think of anything else. But judging that radio deal and all of that crap going down 1090 today, I would say that the inept is probably a very fitting... Hold on, one. hold on. I'm getting a phone call and I'm being told we will not be even considered to be let into the ballpark <laughs> with tickets. Yeah. Unless we stop talking about this right now. So let's move on. Let's do. Yeah. So with Lamette going down, that does create some intrigue, however, at the very least. And we have now a storyline to go over because... That basically knocks out their best starter, who was what, he's going to be, what, number two in the rotation probably? Number three at least? Number two. Okay, so it does open that up. Now, you and I talked about this off air. We're pretty sure who's going to be the next guy up. But, of course, as soon as he goes down, who's the first name that popped up on Padres Twitter to get the shot? Joey Lucchese. Joey Fuego was the first name. But here's and why that's he's who should have the shot. But here's why he's not. Oh boy, he's not on the forty man roster, and they're not going to burn a roster spot to put him on there. At least not right now. Um, I think you and I both agree it's probably going to be early. Yeah, let's keep uh, Jordan Lyles on the forty man. Oh fuck, I forgot he pitched last night. I forgot he even existed. <laughs> yeah, let's keep him on the forty man. So that could have been keep Lucchese down AAA. That could have been Chris Young's spot if he wanted to take a long man job. Jordan Lyles took his job. He took his job. <laughs> took your dear. That was another guy I didn't even think about. You're right. They might start. Uh, I don't think they're going to give Lyles that spot. I, I think... don't have their 40 men in front of me, but I am willing I to. Find it. I'll venture to guess that there is plenty of scrubs you can kick right off the 40 man. We'll see. I really think there is. I, I, I'm sure you're right. I think the thing is, is what they're thinking is, and we talked about this as well as that off air, um, is they have a 40 man roster. They might as well see what they've got on there because, yeah. You could bring up Lucchese now, and I know you mentioned uh, off-air, oh, you know, well, they clearly don't care about winning. They're not going to win with him on the roster anyways. He's ready. I have no doubt that he's ready. But they got enough scrubs that they can run through and recycle through before they actually bring him up. I don't mind that they're keeping him down when the team is really bad now as opposed to bringing him up in the middle of the year where he can come up with him and Lauer. Maybe Lamette is healthy all of a sudden. Maybe Urias is up. And then, you know, things are a little bit more exciting, whereas they know it's going to be a shit show. For the next two and a half months, they cannot, they cannot believe that they're going to win. Let me let me give you a pro tip. Also, I don't think you have to specify that we said something off air. Yeah, if okay. we haven't said it yet while we're recording, that's a fair point. You can just go ahead and say it, guy. You don't have to preface it. With that's that. a fair point. Anyways, um, guys on their forty man, you know that they could probably get rid of. Is this really the forty man roster? This is according to a uh, Baseball Reference here, so I don't know how accurate this is. Oh, it's not accurate. They have fucking uh, Solar Town here. Let me let me pull up there. Or let's just move one. right on. Yeah. So you can't sit there and say, hey, guys, we added Hosmer. We're in it. We're trying to move this time frame up. To, to Did they really say they're trying to move the time frame up? I feel like the pitch was, we feel like we're going to be really good in a couple of years and that Hosmer is going to be one of the guys leading the way. And I don't think that's this year. Yeah, well, if you're trying to get better, you can't sit there and say that you are actively trying to get better when Lucchese is clearly your best option coming out of camp to go in the rotation, and yet you refuse to put him in the rota- in the rotation. You're putting him down in AAA. You can't sit there and say, hey, we're going for it. We're trying to actively get better over time. You can't say that when you want to put Lucchese down in AAA. You just can't. That's a fair point. He, gave, he didn't give up a run until his last start in spring. And I know it's spring. And I know it's spring, but... What was it, uh, per Casavell on one of his stories? 1.99 minor league ERA for Lucchese. Like, what else does he have to do down there? He's You pointed out here that he was older than his competition at all stops in the minors. So bring him up to the majors. I agree with you. I don't, I don't disagree whatsoever that Lucchese should be the next guy in line. Remember, I picked him to break camp. That was my sleeper. Like, this guy's going to pitch well. He's going to break camp. Uh, maybe there'll be an injury or something. But they haven't put him on the 40-man roster yet. They already assigned him to AAA. 
They made that official. I think he's the next guy in line. I think they're just going to run out who they got. I think Erlin is that guy. I think Erlin is like, well, we'll run him out there and we'll wear him out before we bring well, up Well, here's Lucchese. the thing. Here's the thing. Green came out and Green was quoted, and I have it written down here. He says, quote, there was a real conversation of taking him, Lucchese, right out of camp. Yeah, that I think quote, that's bluster. That quote was before the Lamette injury. And they had insinuated that, hey, if there's an injury or if we need an extra guy, we know who's coming up. Guess what? There's an injury, and guess who's not coming up? Lucchese. I, I, I think that was just bluster. I think he's saying that to give the kid confidence. I think he's saying it because it looks good to say, yeah, this guy did really well. He really pushed the envelope. He really, he really you know, forced our hand in having to make a decision, but we're going to go ahead and send him down because, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I don't think they had any intent whatsoever of him ever breaking camp because he's not on the forty man roster. They'd have they they already have issues with the forty man roster as it is. That's part of the reason why Chris Young I don't think is on the team is they had to figure out how they were going to get him on the forty man. There's rumors they're going to go with the idiotic idiotic idea of catching of uh, carrying three no hit catchers. So <laughs> yeah. I mean they might as well have left Torrens on the team. But they have issues with their forty man right now already. I don't think they want to take somebody off of it strictly to put Lucchese on and bring him up, when really, I wanted him to be on the roster. I picked him to be the breakout guy. He was the breakout guy. He just didn't crack the roster. But he doesn't need to be up right now. If they want to go through their... It doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't help either, I guess. It's kind of like a neutral move. So if they want to go through the scrubs that they have to go through, like the Erlins of the world, the Jordan Lyles, I'm okay with that anyways. Besides, they're probably going to be worse than Lucchese, which means they're going to suck which means they're going to help them dig a hole in the first two and a half months, which means they're going to get a better draft pick. <laughs> oh, so you're still Team Tank. <laughs> I'm always Team Tank, baby. They're not going to be good. I don't think they – I mean, they have Hosmer now. But 2019, 2020, that's when things will start to turn around. Right now, they're still going to be awful, so I don't care that they're holding off on their closest prospect. I do think Lucchese will be up, though, probably by, like, May or June, I think he'll be up. Well, I think you can kind of apply the logic behind the Renfro-Perella debate that we had last, last week. And going back to the Gwintelligence pod, are either one of them going to be a member of the next great quote-unquote Padre team? Probably not. Probably not. Is Erlen going to be a member of the next great Padre team? Of course not. No, absolutely not. Of course could not. Could Lucchese be? Probably not. <laughs> but could he? does he have a better Maybe. option yeah. than Erlen? He does have a better chance than Erlen. Then why yeah. not go with Lucchese right now? I Who cares about the 40-man? I agree you with you. You can find places on the 40-man. I agree with you 100%. I just think that they're just holding off because... They have to make a forty-man move. They already have. They're already having issues trying to find roster spots for guys. So I, I think that's why they're going to just go with Erlen because he's already there. Um, but again, Lamette, honestly, you know when Lamette gets put on the DL permanently, he's going to go through May. But if he gets put on the DL permanently, which he probably will, then I can see that being the time for Lucchese to come up. I do think he'll be up this year, probably around June. Yeah, I mean, someone bumped off the forty-man, Carter Caps. Yeah, that's right. He was uh, designated right for assignment. Waivers. No, not designated for assignment, but yeah. He had to go down to the minor leagues and uh, taken off the 40-man, cleared through the minor leagues. Nobody wants him. Yep. Nobody wants him. Shocker. Stunning revelation. Absolute shocker. Is he ever going to be anything? Isn't this his last year of control? Uh, I can look it up. I mean, I have his info here. Uh, it's either this year or next year. It's his last year of control. I think he played enough last year where he... He qualified. God, he was fucking awful last year. Jesus. Terrible. Jesus. Um, no, he's arbitration eligible. He'll be a free agent for the 2020 season. Oh, so we got okay. him this year and next year. So there's some time. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just he just doesn't have it. I mean, again, we saw him throw out in, uh, in the spring. He's got that you know 
scratches his balls before he throws thing. It's just not there. No. That's just not there. Um, oh, I have some side-breaking news. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but uh, the Padres message board is no more. Oh, really? Yeah, so I, I'd like to go there just to read some people's takes. Like that one guy who said uh, Travis Jankowski was a uh, was a, reminded him of Steve Finley. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> to which I responded, sure, if, Jankow- if Finley was a borderline fifth outfielder with a punchless bat. But anyways. Yeah, does, that, well, does that mean Caminito is going to be on Twitter? I don't know. Joining I don't us? know what's going on. I, I Actually, that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, some of these guys have been coming here for years. I mean, I've I've been, you know, a semi-regular at least reading through the threads since like oh five oh six. So I'm curious that, that that must suck. Yeah, I went to the page that it bookmarked. So I went to the page and it said uh, the message boards are no longer available. Follow or talk Padres on these platforms. Wow. There you go, Google Plus, Twitter, and things like that. Yeah. I will keep my eye open on Twitter for Padre Penny Pinchers. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I'll, sure that wasn't you? I'll keep my eyes open. You sure that wasn't you? Thank the good Lord above, we still have Mickey Coke. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. That's where I found out about the uh, the Cokeheads. <laughs> the the Bring in the fences, baby. Yeah. Um, anyways, thanks for bringing on. that up. Moving on. Um, just a small tidbit, Eric. You, uh, we've, we've been talking lineup a little bit. I told you I'd like to have uh, Hosmer hitting two and Myers in the three or four hole, Perella in there too. Uh, but you said Perella had an interview um, talking about Myers in the lineup. Yeah, he did. He was on with Darren Smith, and, you know, as he mumbled through the whole interview. Ugh, he's such a terrible – I miss Jed Hoyer so much. He's well, so much more charismatic. Actually, Hoyer, Hoyer – or not Hoyer, uh, Preller, he joked around a little bit. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's human. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the is day, I don't care. scouting bot? Yeah, I don't, I don't care what his, what his personality is like. But he's on uh, 1090 with Darren Smith, and, and a quote that stuck out to me – was that he, it kind of seemed like he went out of his way to say, hey, it's going to be interesting to see Myers this year with Hosmer hitting behind him. Yeah. So that's clearly an issue in there. I think I think Myers has probably voiced it to them. Maybe. Behind closed doors, or as you like to say, off the record. Yeah. He probably said, hey, I, like, I Maybe am, they asked him. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's like, hey, uh, you know, Hosmer's here. I really need someone hitting behind me. Because I know lineup protection, blah, blah, blah. Very minimal. Very minimal in It terms means of help. nothing to you, but if it means something to the player, if it means something to the manager, and also the general manager, I think there's some behind that. Yeah, well, the numbers so say otherwise. But I don't mind him hitting second, because I mentioned, right, I think him and Hosmer are about equal. Hosmer makes more contact. I think Myers has a little bit more raw power. Um, but I don't mind him hitting second. Uh, Hosmer hitting third, which means Perella will probably hit fourth. And Margot's going to lead off. So it's in some way, shape, or form very similar to the lineup that you and I have been uh, toting around anyways. So, what, no- what number did I just write down in circle? 40. 40 bombs for Will Myers. Uh-huh. So let me tell you. 40 so bombs. When he was hitting in front of Matt Kemp and Justin Upton, who home run-wise were just as dangerous, why didn't he hit 40 home runs? Matt Kemp is a bum. He is a bum. He's an on base. He's a he is an on or he's actually an out machine. A black hole of on base percentage. Hey, and he's there gonna you make go. The, hey, hey, hey. He's gonna make the Dodgers opening day roster. <laughs> hey, he's actually having a pretty good spring. Whoop de do. Yeah. Hedges hit four home runs uh, in the spring, and then he fell off. So yeah, I I think it's gonna make a difference. I think with him uh, seeing his psychiatrist, seeing the shrink, I think that stuff will help. I absolutely do think. But I do think. But you know what? When that helps. That portion, it could very well be that that's the main driving force behind him getting better. But, but you know, he's going well, to put it on Hosmer. You know damn well. No, I'm going to put it on Hosmer. <laughs> you know damn well I'm going to be the one putting on Hosmer. For, for Myers and... Also, it could be, sorry, it could be him getting engaged to uh, uh, 10 war. You yeah, dude, his his fiance, apparently he had her in high school. Yeah, she's a solid 7 war player. Marrying his chick from high school. Yeah. What a chump. Wait a minute. What a chump. Wait a minute. So anyways... 
40 bonds for Myers. That's what I'm predicting. I don't care we'll about his into... counting stats. I know you don't. We'll get... <laughs> if he slugs 500, fine. I, I do think for Myers because he's talked. A, he's been very, very candid this offseason. He has. Um, and uh, as somebody who goes through some some you know mental you know anxieties and things like that, I can understand Myers, even though it probably really doesn't make a statistical difference uh, from a mental and emotional standpoint, saying, okay, I got this guy behind me. And not even that so much, I'm not the guy anymore. Like, I'm not the guy. I don't have to be the face of the franchise. I don't have to go shake everybody's hand in the locker room like the damn president. Right. I think that will help him. Um, and in turn, if that helps him, because he's not, you know, he does draw his walks. He does have a lot of power. If that helps him put up a line of, a, you know, 350 on base and slug 500, so fucking be it. Whatever helps him get better or feels better so he can perform better, by all means. But, boy, I'm excited about our top three. It's, a, it's pretty much a... You know, a fucking crapshoot everywhere else. But the top three sounds nice. That'll be exciting every uh, every third inning. Well, I'm a big Margot guy. Big As am I. Big Margot guy. So, and, and I think he's kind of flying under the radar with all the other stuff that's going on this offseason. Yeah. Not on fan graphs. They're in on Margot. They, uh, yeah, well, apparently, and, and I'm starting to like Johnny Washington more and more. Because of the the, uh, the flyball revolution, the flyball revolution. But because you're starting to hear players come out and say like yeah, like Hedges, and then now Margot. I think uh, Hosmer has cited him a little bit about you know yeah we were talking to Wash, but um, in the second half last year, Margot hit less balls on the ground and started elevating more. He didn't have a huge uptick in overall production, but his idea and what he was quoted in Fangraphs is saying. You know, I'm not going to go up there and try to hit a home run, and I'm not thinking about launch angle. But there is this idea of you know trying to you know be more selective, find pitches that I can elevate and still go gap to gap because that's where my game is. We've said it before. We said it last year, um, going into the season, and as time went on, and scouts have said it. Margot does have more power than he appears to possess. He's, he could be if he changes his approach at the plate, maybe a swing plane, 15 to 20 home run guy. Well, I think he hit like what 12 or 13 last year. I had 12. 12? Yeah. So I think and he was hurt. Yeah, and he was hurt. And the ball's juiced. So I do think that's there. <laughs> but if he's making a legitimate effort to try to, you know, drive the ball into the air and not use the hey, you're fast hit it on the ground approach, you know, that that might make for that four or five win center fielder we've been looking for. Finally. Finally. It's God, that'd be exciting. Because then once we have our four or five win shortstop come up, that'd be pretty nice. And our four or five win second baseman. Not too bad. And then it's just going to be a big old orgy for like eight innings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Speed, line drives, and leather. Oh, yeah, I love it. For sure. I will take that. 100%. Sponsored by Pornhub. Oh, yeah. Sponsored by Pornhub. <laughs> for sure. So with uh, with that, with Margot in particular, I had always kind of wondered, wondered aloud, like, hey... Every single year in the minors, he was kind of taken off, and he would take the chances of swiping bags. Mm -hmm. But his first year in the majors, he didn't really do that. Yeah. And so I'd always kind of wondered why and why he wasn't successful, yeah. as successful as we had hoped when he did actually run. Well, if you guys subscribe to The Athletic, uh, Sackbunt Dustin posted something or posted a piece on The Athletic about that same thing, and it was really, really good. I don't, I don't have the cliff notes now because I want you guys to go subscribe to it, but uh, check it out. Uh, it's really good. It, it dives into the guys who he got caught stealing on. He, the times when he did run, he pick, he picked shitty fucking guys to run off of. Like he would try running off like guys. good catchers, like no, Yachty. Well, like pit, like pitchers who are very quick to the plate. Ah, yeah, and that's it, called advanced scouting. Yeah, and even then, even in those instances, he yeah. wasn't out by that much. Yeah. So maybe if he takes a little bit of a bigger lead, maybe he better jumps probably. Better jumps picks his spots better. Maybe he turns into a 20 to 25 stolen base guy because I think that's realistic for him too. Yeah, I noticed when we were there um, watching guys on base and it seemed like it was up and down the lineup on every field, Padre games included. They stand kind of like, 
I can't, you guys can't see this, but like, you know, when you stand and you're just, you know, you're basically fucking just straight, right? Like you're straight off the bag. Like they stood where like their right shoulder and their right hip was kind of opened up. Like they're ready to break. Like they're not in a complete sprint stance, but they were kind of like their, their, their shoulders and their hips were kind of going more towards like the shortstop. Right. Maybe, maybe that's something that they looked into and thought, Hey, you know what? They can still get back to the bag, but maybe they don't have to take as big of a leap, but maybe having them stand this way helps them pivot because, you know, that's the biggest thing, right? Get your get your foot open and pivot so you can take off and try to gain top speed as quick as you can. Maybe it's something they've all been working on. Yeah. I but, mean, it takes it takes one less step away. Yeah, that's true. It does. Indeed, it does. And if Margot can still bases on top of his defense, on top of the potential for offense, and hopefully, you know, get on base more. Give me a 340 on base. I'm telling you, man, it could be exciting. You know, what, exciting. you know what also could be exciting this year, and I'm really stoked about their bullpen. Yeah. I'm really stoked about their bullpen. Yeah, did you see uh, Marcus Stroman retweeting uh, Makita's curveball? Oh, did he? Yeah, he retweeted like he re- he retweeted a pitch sequence, uh-huh. and the curveball looked so weird because it looked like it stopped and then went again. Oh, really? Oh my! It was like 45 miles an hour, dude. So yeah, Makita um, Simber uh, Simber made the team. Yeah, I saw that. Is it Adam Simber. I don't know. I don't think he'll is. honestly. If we're being honest, I don't think he'll be around that long. Uh, but he made the team. You so you have him. The main guys who I'm excited about is one him. Two, Makita. I'm stoked about Makita, dude. And then three, obviously. I'm very man. interested in what Makita's going to do. It's intriguing, dude, because yeah. you sit there and you hear that he's throwing in the mid-80s. You're like, oh, boy, here we go. Like, you're not going to blow any way, anyone away with mid-80s, but Makita does. And the reason why is because he sets him up with a 58-mile-an-hour curveball. <laughs> and he's coming from that arm slot, and it's just it's insane, man. Like, I can't see anyone really squaring him up. Yeah, and it's not. I, I can't tell. I haven't gotten to see him pitch, honestly. Like, I've seen him pitch one time yet. So I saw him pitch just once in spring training. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, if he keeps the ball, I'm a firm believer. If you can keep the either, it doesn't matter if you're throwing high, low. You know, as long as you keep the ball away from the middle of the plate, you know, dick high, yeah. middle in. I think you'll be fine as long as he stays away from there. So we'll see. Well, he, also um, he looks like he's gonna be like a crafter, like 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 Koji Uehara, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't throw gas. He's just fucking crafty. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be really fun to watch with the arm slot. Uh, with the arm slot, he's gonna be really, really fun. I think he's gonna watch. be really good this year, and the next year is gonna be telling to see. Oh, if check he it actually... out. Check it out. We have MLB Network on the background. Oh, and fucking Vlad Jr. just had a home run. Vlad Jr. just rocked one in the left center. Torched, Jesus in, um, and they're in Montreal, by the way. So they're in America's hat, and the crowd goes wild. So. um... Shit, I oh, I hit a walk-off. Oh, that wasn't walk-off, was it? Yeah, it was a walk-off. Breaking no, news. Oh, shit. How do you say that in French? Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> do, you know anyone, do you know a French guy? I can pull up my Google Translator. Oh, wow. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome. His We're, dad is probably in a fucking pile of tears. What a what a start to the week for Vlad. Yeah. So anyways, um, here's what I was going to say with Makita. If you guys subscribe to madfriars.com, <clears throat> Danny doesn't. If you guys subscribe <laughs> to madfriars.com and read the camp notes, David J. pointed out something about how the submariners and the guys who go from the sidearm and that arm slot, it's harder for the guys who are trying to swing up to make solid contact on yeah, those guys. That's a fair point. It's a really rising. good contact. So yeah. he's, he said, he said, Hey, uh, don't be surprised if more guys start going that route. And so to see Makita up there, and I think they're going to use him in big leverage situations. Oh, I think he's their setup guy. I think it's him and Yates are the setup guys. Yeah. So to see that, it's going to be intriguing. Dude. That's really interesting. That's a good point by David J. You it know, is. This See, is, you don't get those points unless you subscribe. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I already told you. You just got to remind me. Just send me the link. Text me the link. This guy pays $20 a month for Tinder. I'm not on pay. Tinder anymore. <laughs> I'm not on Tinder. I have a smoking hot girlfriend. All right, go ahead. She must be blind. 
Yeah. Anyways, um, no, it's interesting because you know the whole flyball revolution is not new. If you go back and watch a YouTube video of Ted Williams, he's fat and bloated in a Texas Rangers uniform with an elastic <laughs> waistband. He makes a lot of sense. He's like, you know, you shouldn't be flat or come down on the ball. You should have, you know, a slight uppercut. And the reason being is that pitchers throwing downhill, so the ball's coming at a downhill angle. So to get on the same plane as the ball, you got to swing uphill to get that same plane to square up on the ball and drive it. It makes sense. It's amazing that nobody ever thought of this before. But other than the great Ted Williams, he'd probably love this era, the swing up era. Yeah, seriously. The hashtag swing up. But that makes sense, though, because if Makita's throwing a ball, and yeah, he's working downhill, but if he's throwing a ball uphill, those uppercutters are going to have a hell of a time, a hell of a time trying to elevate that pitch. Yeah. So that's that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, great point, David J. Yeah, excellent point. Subscribe to Mad Friars. Don't be like me. Yeah, don't be like Danny. MadFriars.com. This is, is, what is it, the the DirecTV? Without Direct, with Cable. (laughs) Don't be like Cable, Daniel. Subscribe to Mad Friars. Yeah, I'm 5.5 podcast host Danny. And I have Cable. I have Cable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on, we're going to go into our hot take predictions. Hot take predictions. Yes. So, uh, Let's get into, uh, we'll just throw the record out there. There's a lot of talk, and this isn't from, you know, all our family on Padres Twitter. These are from more of the novice fans, right? The ones who are not brainwashed, but, you know, they buy into the ads of, we have Eric Hosmer, we're trying to win now. Yeah. So I've seen guys say, we've got Galvis, Hosmer, Headley's back, the pitching looks great, we're going to, we might push for the wild card. We obviously know that's not going to happen. There is a guy at work, and I, he, who shall rename, or remain nameless, who Renew, told me. Who? Sorry. Who who shall remain nameless, asshole. And he told me the other day, he goes, hey, man, opening day. And he's one of the guys who, you know, he kind of talks sports in a little bit, and you, you think that he knows. I know this idea. guy? Yeah, I'll, point, I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm really excited. Like, what, what are you expecting this year? Just kind of throwing it out there. And he goes, hey, man, I really think they're going to be 500. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, this conversation is done. I hope he doesn't listen to this show. This con- no, he doesn't. This conversation God, don't is tell done. Him. Don't tell him. So, yeah, he thinks they're going to be 500. One, because, <laughs> <laughs> because they got Hosmer. And he's yeah, he's a nine-win player. Yeah, that's that's the main reason why he thinks they're going to be 500. But anyways, you were saying about those types of fans? Yeah, not that, just that, you know, they're just novice fans. They, they see Hosmer's not a bad player. Right? He's a good player. But he's not – if they got Mike Trout, I might believe, hey, maybe they can squeak to, like, 75 wins, and if things go well, maybe 80. It's Mike fucking Trout. Right. It'd be like adding Mickey Mantle in his prime or Willie Mays or Hank Aaron. I mean, he's just the, he's the best player in the league. They're not going to win fucking 75 to 80 games. They're well, not. how many games are they going to win? Well, why don't we go with yours? You know what? We'll go with mine first because I like yours. I like your record a little bit better. It's nicer than mine. But for me, um, I think they overperformed last year. Well overperformed. They had a yeah. fluke July in the shortest month of the season. They had a fluke July. I think they posted a winning record. They were also outscored egregiously. Um, so they should have lost, I think, like, what, 61, 62 games last year? Something like that? They, I think they were, You mean 161 or 62? Or one, yeah. So they, they were a borderline 100-loss team based on their runs scored versus runs against. Good old Andy Green. Very good. Well, part of it. You know, I do think that helps. There's also some luck involved. But, um, a lot of luck. It is baseball. So uh, this is a team, I mean, this is, you know, the Cardinals went 500 one year, won a World Series. So right. um, I do think they're going to regress. I do think Hosmer does help a little bit. They'll probably get a bump here and there, but their pitching is awful. So I'm going to go 65 and 97. That is my prediction for the Padres. 65 and 97. They're going to be bad the first half and worse the second half because they'll have some younger players up. That's got to be a top three draft pick, right? I think so. They're, I think they're going to be a top five pick. What are they this year? Uh, Nine? 
Nine, eight or nine? Eight or nine, something like that. Fucking scrubs. You can't do anything right. <laughs> this goddamn team can't do anything right. Dave and Jeff was right. The city always gets it wrong the first fucking time. Yeah. Anyway. That's still top ten. Me, yeah. personally, I think it would be really nice if they go out there and have a record of 69 and 93. Yeah, that'd be a real nice season for That's them. That's what I'm shooting for for them. 69 and 93. For those main reasons. I shoot for 69 all the time. That is true. As long as it's not another 76-win season. Fuck me, God. <laughs> That's a Josh Burns season. Yeah. Oh, as... just just middling mediocrity. Oh, we're almost there. Yeah. It's that stupid State Farm, what is it, Allstate commercial with the fucking old fart. Oh, almost had it. Leisure Fryer over there hanging a dollar in front of uh, yeah. in front of that poor girl. Oh, 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 500 seasons. Oh, almost had it. Gotta be quicker than Gotta that. Gotta be quicker than that. Yeah. <laughs> I think what, I think what you said is very very accurate in the in the fact 65 that, 70 wins I think is a, a realistic uh, realistic uh, yeah I say 69 benchmark. I say 69 I know you my do. favorite number I but know it is anyways um they overperformed last year yeah. they really overperformed last year last yeah. year they went 71 and 91 I believe <laughs> that's and overperforming it, it is. <laughs> as funny as that sounds that's overperforming and if you think about the pitching staff from last year as opposed to this year. I think it's much worse this year. Oh, man. So, so I'm on baseball reference right now. I pulled up their 2017 season. You're right, 71-91, right? Well, wow, good job, Andy Green. Based on runs scored, runs against, uh, which if you go on baseball reference, it's as the Pythagorean win-loss record. They scored 604 and they gave up 816. That they, is awful. They should have gone 59 and 103. Yeah. God, I would have shot somebody <laughs> for, a, for a fucking 100 loss season. What a missed opportunity, right? <laughs> Oh, man. But thank God yeah. Austin Hedges dropped a squeeze bunt in Colorado for Ugh. us to get that one win late in the season. Yeah, that's every every loss counts. But I, I think they'll be better than that just because I think their offense will be a little bit better. I think. But their pitching staff is going to be I think losing Chassin is going to hurt. But they did. They were going to replace him basically with a full year of Lamette. Perdomo that's ser- out the window. Yeah, that's probably out the window. Ser- Perdomo is serviceable. But they still have Lauer and uh, Lucchese who will probably come up. Um, so I, I think... I think they'll be a little bit better. Their offense will be a little bit better. I think you'll see. I think Hosmer's going to put up. I don't know if he's going to be a four-win player. I think he'll put up a solid, above-average year. I don't think he's going to. I hope he doesn't go into those. Uh, well, I was really good last year, so this year's the year to suck. <laughs> I got um, paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to hit a ton of fucking ground balls this year, and I'm just going to be completely unlucky. Right. Um, I do think Myers will make some progression based on you know all the mental stuff he's been working on. I'm hoping Renfro makes some progression. I think Margot's going to have a, a big year. Um, and I think Urias will be up the second half, which will also help them out. Um, Galvis and Headley will help defensively. So I think there's and like... And Headley does... He, he gets on base. Yeah, he does get on base. So he's going to give him a better chance to score. Can so, you tell how much that pained me to say that? Yeah, I can. As, as you know, a guy who could pass as a Chase Headley doppelganger. Yeah, thank that, you. That, that pained you a ton. The more and more weight I lose, the closer I look to Headley. <laughs> so All might, you got to do is just have this look on your face like you really don't want to be here. I'm going to go have a whole pizza after we record today. Oh, that sounds delicious, actually. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, think, I think they'll be a little bit better. So I think instead of... 60, 50, you know, 59, 60 wins. I think 60 to 65 is probably their base, and I think they'll over, they could overperform and hit 69. But I hope it's 60 to 65. Yeah. God, I'd love a 100 lost season. That'd be amazing. It, it, it would give us a lot to talk about. You know what sure. else it would do? It would, it would probably piss off ownership to not see any progression and maybe go spend some more money. <laughs> that is true. There's Fuck it. Like, we need a third baseman. Yeah. Sign Machado. Yeah. Sign Donaldson. Fuck Four it. Years, 100 million. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Renfro sucks. We don't want Frenchie Cordero. We don't want a Frenchman on our team. <laughs> Give Harper $400 million and backload the fuck out of it. 
Yeah, raise the beer prices to fifteen fifty. Let's get it done. Fifteen fifty. What number does Harper wear? Isn't he in the thirties? Thirty dollars a beer. Yeah. Oh, that'd that's... be amazing. That'd be what made they lost fucking six. They they went up fifty eight, fifty nine games, and the first fucking thing Fowler does when the season's over. This was atrocious. We're gonna drop eighty million dollars in free agency. <laughs> he's not. You know I know he's not. not. He might. He fucking might. I don't think he will. I, honestly, I don't. I think if you piss him off enough, he'll make it. He'll make an irrational move. This is the same guy who got fucking. Pissed. I kind of like that though. I like that they spend money, but I don't put it past him to get pissed off if they fucking <laughs> lose more games this year than they did last year. Even though on paper, offensively, they look better. So he decides to go blow some more money on another free agent. And see what. You and mean? next year's the year to do it. I know Marvin said all oh, this year because I could realistically get Hosmer. It's a bad sign when two last place loser teams. We're the only two teams in on supposedly the premier free agent of this offseason. Bad sign. What you just said about Uncle Ron Fowler is probably the only reason why I actually like Uncle Ron. I love Uncle Ron. I just wish you would stop talking. I feel like if I was an owner, that's how I would be. You know what I mean? I'm so sick of losing. You flip-flopping bastard. You would go with a tank for about three weeks. (laughs) They'd be 1-17. You're like, we're done. We're done. We're done. I'm trading all these prospects right now. Yep. 100%. 100%. You'd <laughs> trade the entire system for the Cubs roster. Yep. I would, too. I would, man. I would. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's good. I do like Uncle Ron, but I do. I can see him overreacting if they win 65 games and saying, I mean, you know, they're not going to get Machado or Harper, but I can see them, like, kicking the tires, you know, maybe trying to sign Donaldson to a six-year, $120 million deal at age 33. <laughs> I, I think overall they're pretty smart with that stuff. Well, they did give James Shields that four-year deal. And yeah, but... Nobody wanted him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. What else you got written down there? Uh, next up, player, player or players most likely to be traded. Uh, you go first on this one. Who do you think? I think, although I'm not stoked about it, I think Renfro's gone. I agree. I think they're going to trade him. Yep. I, I, think, I think Renfro's gone. I don't like it. I'm not saying I want them to trade him. Depends on why. But I think he's gone. Depends on why they're trading him. You have you, they're not getting rid of Margot. They're Fuck not getting no. rid of Margot. They're not they, going to get rid of Franchi. They're not getting rid of Myers. No. So you're sitting there. You have Renfro. You have Perella. You have Franchi. You have. I mean, I'm not even going to count Jankowski. But you I have, wouldn't count Perella either. But it's a fair point. You have three different guys for one position in left field. And you're uh, to what we were saying last week, and what we've always said, you're not going to keep Renfro down in AAA. No, something has to give. By the way, if anybody saw the fucking home run he hit last night, good. I'm going to see if I can find video of it when we uh, get done here. Good lord, yeah, good, good lord, is that's why I would keep him. He actually hit it to right field, surprisingly. I think the Padres uh, tweeted off a lefty, out, so I think they legit uh, might platoon him. The Padres tweeted out a video of Renfro hitting in the cage at El Paso, something like. Oh, uh, Renfro loves it here. And I'm like, yeah, get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) He better love it. He's got a choice. Yeah. Um, I could see them maybe trading Renfro. I can also see them. He rakes left-handed pitching. I think if he goes halfway through the year and you realize, like, like, he just doesn't have it. Like, he's, he's, I don't think you need a thousand at bats to figure it out. Like, I didn't need a thousand at bats to see, figure out Will Venable was a very serviceable fringe average regular player who should probably platoon. Same thing with Denorfia, right? Like, Denorfia didn't need a thousand at bats for you to figure out. He crushes lefties and he doesn't hit righties, so we're just going to play him against lefties. I think we're also both on board that if the package is right, I'm trading away Perella too. Yeah. Oh, if you can get a lottery ticket, if you can get Edward Oliveris for fucking Perella, you do it. I think he's worth more than that. I don't. If, if he continues to perform, he still has years of control. He does, he's but not he's some schlub. The problem is he's a little bit older. 
And um, I, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm when it comes to Perella, I'm scared as hell that it's not going to hold. And I, I don't think it's going to. I would hold rather either. trade him while the trade while his value is at its fuck as peak, as like we should have done with Tyson Ross, and what we should have done with Derek Norris and Chase Headley. Damn it! And Chase Headley. Thank Even you. the guy standing across from me wanted to give him a five year deal. I was the only <laughs> idiot in the village saying, "No, trade him now." You don't it's have a that fluke. on record. You do not have that. On <laughs> no, record. I don't. We weren't podcasting. That's that, a lie. That was back during our uh, text, so right now. You text are Stormy missing. Daniels, and you are fake news. Oh, I'm fake news. Yes. Fake tits too. Yes. Okay. I haven't seen her yet. <laughs> I didn't watch that interview. Was it good? I didn't watch it either. There was some excerpt I heard where he said they said they role played uh, his his role in Home Alone too, but he played Macaulay Culkin. Oh my and god! And apparently he ran off. And Let's she never move saw on. Him again. What else? <laughs> um, oh no! Back to Perella real quick. Um, a couple things. There's a Fangraphs chat where they talk about Perella and it's like, hey, you know, you know, is it going to be more common where teams are trying to get guys in the lineup, moving guys to second base because that's how they're going to try to get him and Renfro in the lineup, right? Guy made a good point in today's in today's. Um, you know, the way baseball's played now, where it's really the three true outcome era, right? You either strike out, you hit a dinger, or you walk. There's not a lot of action. Strikeouts are up, swinging misses are up, ground balls are down, um, to the point where Clayton Richard and Luis Perdomo were two of the top ground ball pitchers last year. Yeah, but- uh, I know. But it's it's a fair point. So that a guy like Perella, and then he even mentioned Mike Trout, who's probably gonna have to move off of center field eventually. Guys who probably need to move off positions can actually last a little bit longer. Because the ball's just not in play as often, so you can hide them a little bit longer, right? Like, you can keep them at a position they shouldn't be in a little bit longer. So that's a good point about Perella, but to me, that's also what's going to play against him value-wise, because Solarte can play left if you stuck him out there, but he can also play first, and he can play second and third, and if you need him to go stand at shortstop, he could do that. Perella is at left field. The only thing left from left field is first base and DH, so I think that limits him. He's also older. Um and I do agree. I don't think he's going to hold. So if he's hitting by the break, I don't give a fuck what your return is. If it's two lottery tickets, go ahead and take it because I don't think he's going to last. I I don't want Renfro to be traded. I do think he's likely to be traded, but I'm hoping he just ends up in a in a platoon spot. And Jagoff just turned off our show. <laughs> <laughs> the the Pirelli guy, H.J. Preller. Yeah, H.J. Handjob Preller. Yeah, that's but, what it stands for, right? Yes, it does. That's what I thought. Um, um, Cordero. So Cordero, I've, I feel like when he had that injury at the, towards the end of the spring. Oh, that saved Renfro's ass. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like Renfro, and I also feel like uh, like Green really was like, yes, like I don't have to make this decision right now. It makes it, it easier off. for them. I also don't think sending Franchi down to AAA and basically saying, look, he has the same issues. He's not his floor is not as high as Renfro's right now. It doesn't hurt him to go down to AAA and work on some things. Um, before bringing him up, because he's gonna be he's gonna be up. I, I think him and Renfro are gonna make for a very fine, above average, you know, aggregate player um, when they actually end up platooning, which I think will be in the second half of the year. I also wouldn't be surprised if Spangenberg gets traded. I wouldn't either, but I I, I think uh, I, either him or Aswahe. Yep. You said um, I don't Andy know. Where Green, you said, yeah. Andy Green came out and said that it's gonna be one of the two of them on the roster, and we are yet to hear anything. I don't care for either of them. I like Spangenberg more because I think he's a better hitter. I think Spangenberg will stay as opposed to Aswahe because he can play second, he can play third, and in a pinch he can play in left. Yeah, awful, but he can awful, do it. Awful, but he can stand. I also think there. he's just a better hitter. Like I like Aswahe. But he's like he's literally a punch and Judy hitter. I mean, even when he swings hard, the ball doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he slugged three fifty last year. And I think Spangenberg, if you stick him at, I want to say second, he was solid. Some place, some he's solid somewhere defensively one year when he was actually healthy. His issue is health. I think Spangenberg's a fringe regular if he could stay healthy. I think it's why he's clearly a backup. 
Um, anyways, the guy for me I think will be traded is going to be Headley. I think Headley's going to no be... No shit. Well, I mean, in terms of you say most likely to be traded, I it's not as no shit as you think because they couldn't find any fucking takers for him. You thought the I thought the Angels would have been the best one. They went with a shortstop who can't hit either and gave him a long-term deal instead of a one-year deal for Headley. So, uh, But I do think he'll probably be... If he's not trading in July, I think he's like at one of those August pickups. Like, hey, you know, we need a guy who can play third and first and... We'll go ahead and pick him up, but I think he'll go. I think he'll be gone before that. But that's just you think me. so. You think yep. he's going to get DFA'd? No, I, I think they'll find a taker for him. Huh. I, I think he's going to come out. He's going to have a decent start to the season. According Some, to Fangraphs, he's on. He's going to be about. According to uh, Craig Meddy's favorite stat, Zips, <laughs> he's going to be about. And I think it's a fair case. He's going to be about a two, two and a half win player overall, which I think is what he is. He's an average regular. There's going to be a team yeah. that's going to have an injury. That's Probably gonna, the Angels. Yeah, Kinsler will go down the move Cozart to second, and then they'll trade for Headley. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to toss us a, a fringe minor leaguer. They're going to toss us a lotto ticket. A 14-year-old from Cuba. And Some 19-year-old who throws gas, and but he's a strictly a reliever. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he's going to take it. it. Yeah. I think he'll be gone. Yeah, there you go. So next up on the uh, agenda here in our uh, most likely predictions, most likely to be DFA'd, mm. Jordan Lyles. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I think that's a good He call. was throwing hard last night. Then he have a radar gun on, but they're actually moving him to the bullpen, which I find interesting because he's throwing out of the stretch. So I wonder if, like, hey, you're going to be our long man? Just go out there and throw gas, and we'll see. Yeah. I wonder if they have... I'll I say AJ Ellis. AJ, you think so? Yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. That's a pretty good point, actually. I think Ellis is gone. They're not keeping three catchers, and I, I don't think... Well, I don't know, man. They, they could always put they it through waivers. Really big, they seem really big on the intangibles, guys. Ugh. So that that's telling me they might take Ellis over Raf, Rafi Lopez if they had to. Jordan Law's first career has been worth minus three and a half wins, by the way. He has been absolutely atrocious. It's Trash. amazing. It is amazing. That he's even on a fucking major league roster, even as bad as the Padres. Much less a guaranteed deal. <laughs> it's the best part. They gave him a guaranteed fucking contract, and he was worth Which deal, which deal is worse? Jordan oh. Lyles or 97.3 The Machine? Which one of those deals is worse? Well, they're for both the train wrecks, so I guess it's which one's gore, which one's worse on the train wreck. I'd have to go with the machines. Yeah, I, I don't see Darren Smith lighting up Jordan Lyles. So no, I think. no, but Jordan Lyles, that's because the season had to start. Lyles will get lit up soon enough. Yeah, that is true. Where the fuck are his splits? Oh, here Danny, they are. no one cares about his splits. I'm just looking for my own my own uh, concern here. I'm the, I might share these, but I doubt it. But they're going to move into a pen, so we'll see. Uh, Maybe who about Brandon Morrow? Oh, God, that'd be amazing. The thing <laughs> with Marlowe is that Marlowe was like a legit top prospect, top of the rotation guy. He just kept getting hurt. He was our best pitcher that one year in those five starts. Yeah, and then he got hurt. five starts. <laughs> That's great. That's what it was. That's great. <laughs> who's going to uh, be their all-star this year? Um, wow, there's somebody to choose from. I, I, I feel like Hosmer's an easy pick, but because he's so inconsistent, I don't know. Honestly, I, I like... Uh, I like Will Myers. Really? I, I like Myers as the all-star. I don't know. I don't know. I have a feeling about Will Myers. He seems at ease. Anxiety is a son of a bitch. Let me tell you. Let somebody tell you. Got fucking old, fat, and tired from anxiety. It is a son of a bitch. And he seems different. I know I'm not an intangible guy. But from like a... Far it, from it. Yeah. But in terms of like how candid he is, he seems to be much more relaxed. He's been very open about like, I'm not that guy. You know, and I'm glad like Hosmer's here because I don't have to be. He just seems like he's like a different. He's got a different mentality going into this year. I also think he has something to prove. Yeah, because he's flat I out said, "I am not like I don't think I should be settling to be like an average or whatever major league player. Like I think I'm an all star." Yeah, and that's what he was. 
Well, he is you know. streaky, so he could get hot again towards a break like he did in, what, 16? Yeah, last year he was really, really bad. By the way, Jordan Lyles, if you're curious. Oh, Jesus Christ. Has a, has a 6.4 ERA as, as a reliever. So this no should one go. gives a fuck. I wanted to see that. This, some I like the pick for Myers. I like the pick for Myers as an all-star. I don't think – I want to go Hosmer – but when you look at the first baseman in the National League, I don't think it's going to be Hosmer. Hot As- take: Hosmer's not even the third best <laughs> first baseman in, uh, in the division. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe depends on the kind of year he has. But maybe. But statistically speaking, he's not the third. He might be tied third best. Maybe. I would like to say that it would be <laughs> Hosmer, but I don't. I think that's a safe pick. I think that's why. No, I I, I don't think it's going to be Hosmer because there's too much talent. I think it, it's probably going to be Brad Hand, dude. It's oh my god! I will fucking be so furious. <laughs> if it, it's got to be a position play. I hate unless it was Trevor. It was different when it was Trevor. Any, but like but when he blew the game in Pittsburgh. Oh, god damn it! I remember Troy Gloss hit the fuck out of that pitch. Yep. But it was Sorry, different Trevor. because the, the difference between Trevor and and don't get me wrong, I loved Heath Bell. When he's here. I had a personal interaction with Heath Bell that <laughs> that made me endear him forever. But when you're sending fucking relievers, it's like Jesus. Well, Gonzo played in that game with Heath Bell too, so that was cool. But you know, Trevor was the face of the franchise. Like when you send in Tony, like he's your best player, the face of the franchise. He should be there. He's your best player. Yes, you're a big Everett Cabrera guy. I like the Everett story because it was cool. It's like, hey, you know, he's a Rule Five pick. He made the All Star team. He's probably our best player. Gonzo was our best player. Like that's cool. Myers was our best player that year. What if Makita's their All Star? <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. How rad would that be? <laughs> <laughs> their, their lone All Star. God damn, Myers Makita. raked the first half of his All Star year. Jesus Christ, he had three fifty one on base and he slugged five twenty two. Yeah, he had nineteen dingers at the fucking break in fucking 84, 87 games. Jesus. Maybe he could be, because I feel like they, they carry a decent amount of outfielders, so maybe... Yeah, I, I I feel like, though, I don't think that first half was a fluke for Myers. I legitimately believe that was, like, his first real full season. He had his rookie year, kind of, sort of, a full season, got hurt the next year, got hurt the following year with us, and then made, you know, the transition to first base, and then that was his first full season. I think he ran out of gas. I know he says, oh, I got tired, but I think there's some mental... I don't think he was physically tired. I think he was mentally exhausted. Right. Um... But I think that's in him. I don't think him hitting 350 and slugging the 500s is unrealistic. I think he's that guy. I really do. I think he's got a better chance of being that guy than Hosmer does. I don't know why. I'm higher on Myers' potential than I am on Hosmer. So I think I think he could be our all-star. I really hope he is. I hope that's the guy we see. I think Myers is a lot closer to what you just said than what he's been last year. Hopefully. I think he's a lot closer to that. He definitely has the potential <laughs> to be. So. Yeah, I think he has the potential to be their best player. Yeah, as much as you know, a nice guy Hosmer seems to be, and he, yeah, we've seen him out there. Right? He's got the swagger, he's got the charisma, he's got everything you like in a star player. Right. But I think Myers has the potential. I think he's got a higher ceiling. He's got a stink in the outfield, but oh, he looked bad last night. I don't, I don't think you watched the game at no, all, did you? I didn't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that God. bad. Oh, it didn't look very good. I'd, I'd move him to left. <laughs> it is. It I'd is rather have be. Renfro out there. Renfro at least looks athletic. He's just he's just big and kind of like Renfro's kind of like that baby deer. Where it's like you know, you know he's gonna be a beautiful striding creature someday, but right now he's just hobbling all over himself, learning how to walk. <laughs> oh like, boy! Whereas Myers looked bad. He looked bad. He looked like he looked like an infielder playing outfield. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, he doesn't really have a true position, so <laughs> no. it'll be kind of interesting left. to watch. Stick him in here. left. He can't be worse than Matt Kemp. Stick him in left. I That's guess true. can't be worse than right. Yeah. So we're we're coming up on an hour right now. I have. Oh, we have one more of our. Uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, predictions. So I'll let you go on this one, and we'll see if we agree. 
Padres Rookie of the Year. Padres Rookie of the Year this year. Oh, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Lots of, I, th- I feel like we have a lot of options the second half of the season. Um, Rookie of the Year. Shit. You know what? I'm going to go Makita, dude. Really? I'm a big Makita guy. You can't count that. I'll just, I'm a believer. How disrespectful to fucking to, to, uh, to uh, the Asian Asian countries of baseball. They're professionals, damn it. He's not a rookie. Yeah, tell that to Ichiro. Ugh, he wasn't Ichiro. a fucking rookie either. Neither is uh, Otani. Yeah, well, he uh, won oh. the Rookie of the Year in 2001. So tell that to Ichiro. I'm going I know they're Makita. classified as rookies. I just don't... I can't view a guy who's like 35. He's been pitching professionally <laughs> for the last fucking 15 years plus as a fucking rookie. Yeah, well, <laughs> you didn't give me ground rules, guys. So I'm going Makita. I'm a big Makita He's guy. He's technically a rookie. He fits. Big um, Makita guy. That's I'm going to go with a tie because I think both will be up by the end of the year. And it, it just depends. Uh, Joey Fuego and Urias. Okay. I think it's going to be one of those two. I'm hoping it's Urias. I just don't know when he's going to get here. Oh, dude, once he's here, no doubt, 100. percent Yeah, I maybe don't think he's going to skip a beat. But see, I, I, I see, I, I take the uh, he shall not be named uh, approach of Keith Law. Yeah, who's going to be the better player going forward? Because that's his approach to like rookie of the year. Like that one year, Chris Coughlin won over Andrew McCutcheon. Right. Bad luck. Right. Bad luck because McCutcheon had a good rookie year. Coughlin just played the whole season. So I, I, I do consider like who's got the higher upside here. But if he doesn't come up and play enough time, then I, I can't really go with Urias. So we'll see. But I, I want to go with Urias just because he's the player I'm most excited about position player-wise. Oh, me too. Because he's right fucking there. 100%. Or maybe Franchi comes up and fucking lights the world on fire. Could be, but, I don't, knows, think, but I don't think he will. But What, maybe. light the world on fire or come up? Or both? <laughs> I mean, either or. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I think when he comes up, he has a lot to work on. I do too. I really think he does. But if, if it all clicks, it's going to click. Oh, yeah. Long, Honestly, Long he can be, uh, will, he can be him will. in their chat today. Oh, uh, I haven't even read it yet. Oh, man, now i got something to do when I get home. Yeah, there you go. He like They all like him. It's just a matter of is he going to be able to lay off. But honestly, worst case scenario, I think he's Will Venable. I honestly... I looked back. I hated Venable when he was here. This is like I hated Giles when he was here, and then I had appreciation for him at the end. <laughs> I look back. Venable was an average with a couple of. He had one real good year. I think that year he had twenty two jacks. Right. But he was an average, everyday hitter. Yeah, Sixty eight RBIs. I don't care about that. In terms of getting on base, <laughs> hitting for power, he's about an average major leaguer who was a good base runner, and a, he had some really, really great years defensively. I think that worst case scenario, that's probably Cordero's floor. And I, you know, his, that's not a bad floor. It's not. It's not a bad everyday guy if you're going to be platooning. In best case scenario, he's like Margot with power, and hopefully he just kind of falls like in between that. I'm trying to think of a platoon guy or a, a guy who rakes righties. That's an everyday outfielder that's really good, but he's like borderline all star, but not really. I can't think of any right now, but I, I think Franchi's going to be <laughs> maybe, but a little bit more athletic. Yeah, uh, but I think Franchi's going to so. be. Yeah. <laughs> I think Franchi's gonna be like I think it's gonna be like Will Venable 2.0, but like the update, like Will Venable, uh, Will Venable XP. XP, that works. <laughs> so I got a few guys here to wrap it up. I got a few names written down, and we'll put the date on this for July 1st. Okay. So you tell me July 1st, are these players gonna be on the team? Yes or no? Okay. Uh, you can give a reason if you want. So July 1st, Jose Perella. No, I think he'll either uh, been sent back down to the minors or traded. I don't think he's going back to the minors. I think he's either traded. Actually, he's going to be traded. That's the only way. Or he sticks around. He's not going to the Or he's terrible, and they just outright him, and nobody claims him. Yeah. Well, you think he's going to fall off a cliff like Ryan Schimpf? I don't think he is. You know, Schimpf, for as much as he got, he wasn't, like, negative war for the short time he was here. True. Um, No, I think Perel is going to be an average hitter, but I think it's going to get to a point where they view it as kind of like a 
bad thing, and he'll just end up platooning. Okay. Um, at the best, or or they'll bring up Franchi because I, I you can't keep him on the fucking roster if he's an average hitter and you got a guy who could probably give you that plus defense plus base running. So that's true. I think uh, he'll he won't be here because he'll either be traded or uh, outrighted. This next one's kind of easy. July first, AJ Ellis. Is he on the team yet? I don't fucking know, to be honest with you. And honestly, we don't care. <laughs> we don't really care. He's got the intangible. I'm going to go ahead and go, uh, I'll, I'll say he'll be on the roster. Yeah? You think he's going to be that white guy that tries hard? Potter fans get, <laughs> Yeah. Potter the, fans are going to I love him. how, you mean he plays the game the white, oh, excuse me, the right way? Yeah, scrappy. Yeah. Scrappy. Yeah. yeah, you can say what you want about Keith Law. He points that shit out. How come only the white scrappy scrubs you can't hit are the ones that play the game the right way? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of white Team and scrappy, July 1st, Chase Headley. Yeah, I think he'll be here, and then they'll trade him eventually. Really? Yeah, I don't think they'll trade him that early. Not by July? No, because I think Moustakas is going to have a nice comeback here, and he'll be the top third baseman, and the loser in the Moustakas sweepstakes will go after Headley. Okay, that's fair. Um, how about... Luis Urias. Yeah, he'll be on Urias. the roster. Urias. He'll be on the roster. He By can, July 1st. Yeah. Okay. He can make the fucking roster now, and I think he's ready. What more does he have to do? I think they're just... I he legit, has to wait for service time is yeah, what he has I to do. I legitimately think it's a service time issue with him, yeah. and I do not blame the Padres whatsoever. The system is there to manipulate. Take advantage of it, and keep him here an extra year. Padres, if you complain about Urias being held down so you can have an extra year of him, stop complaining. That's a benefit to Padre fans. Yeah, I guess it is. I, I guess it is. So how about, last but not least, my guy... July 1st, Jake Peavy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to be here. No? Why they, not? Uh, I, I don't know. I just... Wishful thinking on my end. I, I, think, I think for the reasons that why Lucchese is not coming up. They have enough guys that they can just kind of run through for a little bit and hope to blow up. And then they're going to start dipping into the minors. I mean, it depends, right? It depends on what happens with Richard. I don't think Perdomo is going anywhere. Assuming Lamette can actually pitch four months out of the year, he's not going anywhere. Uh, who the fuck else is the rotation? Tyson Ross would have been a good one to throw on that list because yeah. I don't think he'll be here. I think he'll either be traded or DFA'd. I think that's fair. I don't think he's going to last that long. I don't think Richard has a chance of being here either. Honestly, I think if he does... Yeah, but he signed a three-year extension. Whoop-de-doo. It's worth like $9 million. They're not going to eat that money. They eat James Shields like 15 or $20 million. I don't know. They won't pay a grand for an MRI for Lamette. <laughs> we don't even know if it costs that much. <laughs> so who, uh, knows? who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think a team would pick up uh, Richard as a specialist for $3 million anyways as a lefty, a loogie. Um... But I think there's a shot for PV. It depends on what he's got left. But I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. That's a, I'm gonna go no. I God, I want them to bring him in. I, so I do too. Well, yeah, I it'd mean, be a good second half act once they get rid of everybody else. But you know, Lauer and Lucchese are gonna be coming up. Unfortunately, Clayton Richard fills the role of washed up has been, even though Richard was and never was right. Uh, washed up has been um, to mentor the young guys. Well, plus, that way, if they do bring Peavy back, then they'll have Peavy and Richard, so we can tell the White Sox that we won that trade. <laughs> yeah, the White Sox won that trade. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, so the White Sox do, let, won Let me that. do my best at Jim Rome impression. There we go. Oh, man. Is that, uh, is that the Padres are doing right now with the uh, machine contract or yeah. what they wish they were doing? Those yeah, idiots. We, we hope so. We can only hope. So, idiots. anyways... Uh, that's about all we got for today. You got anything else before you uh, head on out of here? No, just remember, guys, go ahead and uh, what were they tweeting us for the free bear? Uh, retweets. Oh, yeah. Retweet the Give show. us some retweets. We'll go ahead and put your name in a hat. Um, if we get enough retweets, we'll actually use one of Eric's size eight hats instead of my seven and three fourths hats. <laughs> so uh, to give yourself a better chance there, well, actually, I guess a slimmer chance. Yeah. Um, retweet that. 
Uh, again, next week we're hoping to have uh, Kevin Charity on for our weekly uh, Padres segment, yet-to-be-named Padres segment. If you guys have any ideas, go ahead and uh, retweet that, and I'll tell you what. Oh, that'll be interesting. I'll tell you what. Retweet us an idea, or tweet us an idea for what you want the Mad Friars segment with Kevin Charity to be called, and uh, the best one, I'll go ahead and Venmo you thirteen fifty to buy a Padres beer. How you about that? You aren't Venmoing shit. I'll Venmo Get it. Get out of here. I'll Venmo it. Why not? Hey, how about you focus on paying me back for spring training first? I am. I already paid you the first half. You gotta wait. Look, guy, it's not my fault. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I've already uh, submitted a claim to my bank, but I called the franchise tax board. I'm like, look, guys. Okay, I paid the federal government. Where is my state tax return? And this guy was such a fucking asshole about it. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm like, look, guy, I work in a call center. Like, I know your job sucks. Okay, I, I get it. You know, it puts food on the table. That's why you're there. It's probably a decent paying gig. And you work for the government. You probably have a pension. Like, just be nice to me. He's such a fucking asshole. He was telling me in the most demeaning way, okay, I need you to go to your bank and talk to a teller. Like, I, I know what this <laughs> is. And you need to ask them, are you the direct deposit agent? And if they're not, you need to tell them, I need to speak. And he said it just like this, the direct deposit agent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where's the Dave and Jeff fuck you of the day? Did he think that you didn't speak English? I don't fucking know. Was it like Harold and and Kumar? (laughs) Escape Guantanamo Bay? Was that what it was like? My name comes up, you know, Danny Ortiz. Oh, you know, Daniel Raul Ortiz. You know, the the, the back two-thirds of my name is pretty brown. But Jesus Christ, (laughs) when I come on the air, if I told you my name was Danny Smith, nobody would blink a fucking eye. I'm a six-foot-two, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, mustached, white male on the radio. (laughs) So, so for him to treat me that way, he's so condescending. He's such an asshole. But I've, I put in a claim. You'll get your money soon. Don't worry. That's great. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> oh, hey guys, Jesus. come out to Bay City Brewing Thursday. If you're listening to this. That's right. Golden Age of Podcast Orgy. Coming yes. up. Yes. Come on out. Bobby Cressy and his organ trio will be there. And we'll be playing with our organs, too. Uh, we'll-, <laughs> we'll see you guys there. We're out of here. <laughs>